helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. Today's show is the beginning of a brand new series that is entitled Beyond Limits. And in this series, we are going to be covering three biblical stories. The first which we'll be doing today is from Acts chapter 3 and this this story this the title of this week's episode is raising your expectation. Then next week we'll be looking at confronting negative self-concept that's from John chapter 4 the Samaritan woman by the well and then in the third week the third and final part of this series we'll be looking at changing mindset John chapter 5 the man by the pool of Bethesda but today's show in this series beyond limits is about raising your expectation and it's the story of the paralyzed man by the gate beautiful it's a well-known story and many of us know the sunday school song about this man who when he was healed he went jumping and leaping and praising god and many of us can just hear that tune ringing in our ears as we hear that hear that phrase but today we're going to be looking at this story in a very deep way in 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 a way that is going to bring new insight into all that is involved in this story But before we do so, let me welcome you again to this show. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, you can find out more about Elam Counseling Services by going to our website. Our website is elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M as in man, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. You can also call us if you'd like to talk to to me, ask a question, or find out more. You can call us also at 613-699-1677, 613-699-1677. And as usual, with me in studio today is Melissa. Welcome again, Melissa, and it's good to have you to look at this very, to kick off this very interesting series. It's great to be with you, Michael. And my head was bobbing as you were starting to describe that Sunday school song. It was going through my head, so I'm going to have an earworm with that song stuck in my head, yes, I think, as, for the rest as, of the day. As a past Sunday school teacher, I think that must be one of the songs that you would remember and be able to sing by heart. Exactly. Are you going to sing it on air today? Uh, no, gosh, no, gosh, no. For the sake of the listeners, we will save them from that torture. We'll keep this a very positive show. Okay. okay, let's stick to talking, shall we? Exactly. And, and, and not doing any singing because we don't want to scare away the listeners. Exactly. Sounds good. Before we get into today's show, there was um, an event that's coming up in a few months, but time flies when you're having fun that you just wanted to make the w- listeners aware of um, so that they can pencil it into their calendars. Um, we have another healing retreat coming up. This time it is in June. Um, you've listed the dates as June 9th to 11th. Can you give us a bit more information, Michael, about this exciting event coming up? Right. So I'm, I'm very, very, very excited about this uh, healing retreat, which is on the weekend of from the Friday evening, June 9th to the Sunday at midday. Uh, June 11th at the Providence Point Retreat Center. And this is in Lanark, uh, just about a 45 minutes drive from Canada. 
And this healing retreat uh, we, we had last year, and we see great things have happened, and I, I am expecting great things to happen again. So to begin with, I'm going to be asking you listeners whether you are going to be attending the retreat or not, just to start praying for us, because we believe that it is through prayers that great things happen. This retreat is an emotional healing retreat, but we also see people receive physical healings at these retreats. So I'm just asking uh, those of you who are praying to begin to pray for both people to be set free from negative effects of things that have happened earlier on in their life, but also to receive uh, freedom from the physical symptoms that might be manifesting, sometimes as a result of those uh, emotional things as well. This retreat is is for anyone. I think we, we all have things that we need to work through. We all, the Bible tells us that we are born in sin and shapen in iniquity. And so we all come from backgrounds that were less than ideal. And sometimes a retreat like this, just a way of setting aside time to, to reflect and, and to, 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 to ponder things that have happened in your life can be very powerful and very freeing. So stay tuned to, to this show. Over the weeks ahead, we're going to be providing more details about this retreat, but it's not too early to register. We're just taking 12 spots because we want it to be a very intimate setting. We don't want to have a very big crowd. So for the 12 people who will be attending, it will be a very, very, very personal, but also very powerful time. And so as you mentioned off the top, Michael, we are starting the first of a three-part series called Beyond Limits. And today we're going to be delving into Acts chapter 3. And you've titled today's discussion, Raising Your Expectations. And you've picked out this uh, story in Acts 3 as an example of someone who maybe could have raised their expectations and what was the result from that. So for those of us who are out there who maybe don't know Acts chapter 3 off the top of their head, um, do you mind giving us um, a fresh reminder by reading this chapter for us? Yes, absolutely. So John chapter 3 reads as follows. Or Acts chapter 3. Sorry, <laughs> Acts, Acts chapter 3. John is involved with this story, but it's not John. Ch- uh, sorry, thank you, Melissa, for pointing that out. It's Acts chapter 3, and it reads as follows. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms of them. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. So I know that's quite a long passage to to read, but I think I wanted to read it just to capture the essence of the the entire story. Mm -hmm, Because as we go through our discussion tape, we're going to be picking apart each aspect as a a lesson that we can apply to our lives today Mm -hmm. through the example that we read in the Word. So... 
Can you, I know you read the chapter there, but can you give us a sense of what this paralyzed gentleman's life would have been on a daily basis? What do you think his mindset was? Absolutely. So there are some things that I think doesn't jump out on us uh, just from reading this story. But if we understand or we do some research into biblical culture, we know that this man would probably be seen by religious people as someone who has been punished by God for his circumstances. People who were beggars or people who had calamities enter their lives, or it was sometimes seen as an act of God upon these people for their sins. So it's not it, it, it's not surprising, for example, in the book of Job, that when Job met with his misfortunes, that the religious friends were telling Job that he must have done something wrong. So here is a man who had was born lame from his his mother's womb so it, it would have believed that maybe it was his sins or maybe his parents sins because God foreknew that he was going to be someone evil that God caused him to be born paralyzed or maybe it was the sin of his parents that resulted in him living this kind of life. So his life would be one where he would be despised by religious people. His state would be a very frustrating state. In those days, this, those wasn't the days of computer where if you're crippled, you could still make a decent living from, you know, because you're good at graphic arts or you're good at building website. In those days, a man's income was dependent on his strength, on his ability to hunt, on his, his ability to be a, a good warrior. And so he could do none of that because he was crippled. And so the Bible tells us that daily he was carried to the temple. And so what kind of mindset or routine do you think he ended up being stuck in as a result of these circumstances? Right. So so that mindset that he was stuck in there, his expectation would be to every day go through the same routine. I get up, my friends get me ready, they carry me to the temple and I stay there for as long as there are people entering the temple or until the end of the day and receive money. And the temple was chosen very strategically because the the idea behind being at the temple is that people who are going to church, they're, they're, they're normally more generous. They have more generous spirit at that time. So they are, they are in, in more more likely to be to, to be giving money to someone who is in need. So he his friends chose a very strategic point. But this man, the, the, the first point I'd like to bring out from this story is that this man represents people who, because of circumstances in their lives, because of choices that they have made, be, 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 maybe just because of, of the, the family that they're born into, they're stuck. They feel stuck in a certain situation, a certain routine where day after day they're, they're, they're doing the same thing. And it's almost as if life becomes this trap that you, you can't get away from. So this man represents that. He was stuck in an unfulfilling routine where daily he's going to the temple and he's begging alms and it's repeated daily. The Bible tells us, uses that word daily, that daily he's going to the temple and begging for alms. So how do people or the the guy in the story get stuck in these routines where their expectations are so low that they just do it day after day after day and expect nothing more? Well, I think I think when you have limited expectation because there's something about his 
is situation that say you can't achieve anything more than that. You are limited. You 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 are stuck in that situation. So he had limited expectation. It not only was he in an unfulfilling unfulfilling routine, but he was he had limited expectation where. I know what this job is. I go to this job. I get my salary at the end of the month, and it's going to be X amount of dollars. Maybe in a few years, I get a two percent raise, and it's the same thing day in, day out. And maybe there are many of you who might be listening to my to, listening to this talk today who are saying, "Yeah, I kind of feel like that man. I I feel like I am stuck in a situation where I'm not fulfilled." I don't feel as if uh, I am fulfilling my potential. I, I I don't feel as if this 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 situation that I'm in is doing anything to me. And so, when you get in that situation and you have been doing it day in day out for years, this man would probably have been in his thirties, and he has been he, he's been carried by his friends every day to this temple, and so his expectation became very limited. All he could think of is that I am going to get a few generous people to put silver and gold in my beggar's plate. He had no other possibilities in his mind. Another thing you've highlighted in this story, in terms of what's framed his expectations, where they were, and had limited them, limited them, was the fact that he was actually looking in the wrong place. What do you mean by that? Well, when you have a situation, uh, if you picture this situation, a beggar, he would be, with the fact that he can't stand, he wouldn't be at at eye level to the people who were passing by, going into the temple. So when Peter and John was walking by, he was most likely looking at their feet. He was most likely looking at the plate, looking down at the plate, as he begged them. To, to, to put something into the plate. And so he's looking down, he's looking down into the plate. And, and, and so that represents people who are there in a situation where they have very, very limited vision. They, they, they can't raise their expectation. They're looking at their circumstances. They're looking at what life has presented them with. And they can't seem to get anywhere because they're stuck in that rut. This is my life. This is my job. This is my ministry. I have X amount of people in this church and it hasn't gone anywhere for years and this is what it's going to be. I am in this job and my clientele is X amount of people and that's where it's going to be. And so they, it's as if when you're stuck in those situations, you can't raise your you can't raise your expectation, you can't raise your vision because life has become so predictable and so routine that you're looking at the same thing. So I guess this man got into a, a, a state of mind where he didn't look at people anymore. He was just looking at his plate, looking at their feet. And saying, okay, there is a there is there there is a set of feet coming by here. Let me see. Let me just say, uh, anything for the blind, anything for the blind, uh, uh, anything for the lame. Sorry, and see what they could put in in his plate. And but notice, there is something very powerful in this story, because when Peter and John came by, what Peter said to him was, "Look on us." In other words, you're looking in the wrong place. 
look on us. And so he was challenged to, to change his expectation to look up. And we know this, this story very well that Peter said to him, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto you. In other words, you're looking at your plate. You're looking to see how much is going to go there. But raise your expectation a little bit. Stop looking in the wrong places. Look on us. And that's a challenge to turn your attention to something that's bigger, to something that's more profound, to something that increases the possibility for change. So what would be the equivalent look on us in today's situation? Because as you say, you get in these routines where your head's down, it's working in some senses, you're paying your bills, you're, hopefully your meals are on the table, things are working, but you're just having that lack of fulfillment, you're feeling like your personal expectations aren't being met. What is today's look on us? Well, I would answer that by, by asking this question, what, what is it that you're dreaming of? What it is that if you, if you had no limitation that you would like to do? What is it that would make you fulfilled? Maybe you're making a good income, but you're not fulfilled. What is it that if you were to have that ideal situation, that ideal ministry, that ideal job would make you feel as if you're doing the will of God, would make you feel fulfilled, would make you feel vibrant and alive. So I would say, begin to write that out. Begin to raise your expectation and to look at that instead of looking on your circumstances. Because when we look at the circumstances, when we look at the routine that has become so predictable, we cease to dream. And the Bible tells us that without a vision, the people perish. And so if you can't dream, if you have stopped dreaming, then you're not, quote-unquote, looking on us, as Peter said. And so that call is a call to look at something different from which you have been stuck in. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Radio, uh, Life Transformations radio show. Today we're starting the first of a three-part series called Beyond Limits. We're looking at Acts chapter 3 and raising your expectations. If you've just joined us and missed the first part of this show, we encourage you to go to our website, elimcounselingministry.com. That's spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, to download the podcast to hear the segment that you missed. We also encourage you to check out our other past shows, or if you prefer, you can always give us a call at 613-699-1677. And so we're just talking about uh, the story of the paralyzed man um, by the, gate, by beautiful. the gate, beautiful, and the fact that at the time when um, he was met, his expectations were really low and that many of us today are living below our potential and how we can get out of those ruts. And you've highlighted the fact that he was sitting at the gate beautiful is actually quite significant right. to this story as well. Absolutely. This was, a, this was believed by scholars to be a fantastic looking gate. Some scholars uh, think that the dimension of the gate, it was about 60 feet high and that it was laid with, with, with gold on the outside. So no wonder they call it the gate beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it was the, the entrance to the temple. And so this man would see people going into this beautiful place every day and he can't go in because he's... he's He's a beggar. He is paralyzed. And so he's unclean and he's outside. He's at the gate. And I think what that symbolized for us today is those people who 
can see something in their vision, but it's, it's elusive. They are so near, but they just can never seem to attain it. And this could, could speak to people who have, you know, you might be, be, be thinking, I have tremendous potential. I have a great voice. I could be, uh, I, I, I could be uh, one of those top singers, but I just can't seem to get anything going. Or I am a very good preacher, but you can't seem to, to, to get that ministry going. And so it is that it's though it represents those people, this being at the gate, beautiful at the entrance. It's like you're at the brink of, of greatness, but you just can't seem to make it happen. And the sad thing is that many people are stuck for a lifetime at the gate beautiful and never make it in. They never make it in because they're stuck in their daily routine. They never make it in because they have limited expectation. They never make it in because they're looking in the wrong place. And so if you feel that you're in that situation, my challenge to you today is to begin to raise your expectation as Peter said, look on us, begin to begin to have a vision of what it is that you want to do. And and don't be like this man that at the end of your life, you're looking back and saying, yes, I feel like this man where I have been at that gate beautiful all my life, but I have never been able to make it in. I watch others go in with less potential, but I just can't seem to make it in. So... How can people begin to start breaking down their own proverbial gate beautiful and start crossing that threshold? That, that's such a, an important quest, uh, question, such a good question, Melissa. And I think one of the things that we see from this story that shows how that is done is that this man made new friends. He came into new contact. He came into contact with Peter and John, men who could get him to begin to raise his expectation, to start thinking differently uh, about his possibilities. And so a lot of us are stuck in those situations because we have the wrong circle of influence. We don't have people around us who can motivate us to change. We hang around people who are in similar situation to us. And so because of that, we, we are stuck in that situation. We are stuck in that 8 to 5 job because everybody that we, we hang around is in that 8 to 5 job and they're all miserable and they're, they, they're all unhappy and they're all waiting for their pension at age 6 to 5 and feeling very unfulfilled, but nobody's doing anything about it. So it was like this man, he had a circle of friends. Those circle of friends could only carry him so far and no further. Those circle of friends could only carry him to the gate beautiful, but they could not get him in. He was stuck there because of his circle of influence. So one of the first things that you can do if you're, you're feeling like that man is to, to, to begin to change your circle of friends. And then the next thing I think that is it, very important is to is to begin to come out of your comfort zone a little bit. And this story uh, tells us about coming out, of, this man came out of his comfort zone because after uh, Peter and John said, look on us, and, and, and Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto you. And after the, the Peter proclaimed healing over this man, 
he did something that we missed in that song that we sing that this man went jumping and leaping and praising God. This man didn't jump up and start praising God when Peter said, take up your bed and walk. We missed a very important key part of this story that the Bible says that Peter took him by the hand and pulled him up and that it was when he was pulled to his feet that the strength entered his ankle. And so I'm saying that to say that those of us who have been stuck in a routine, those of us who have limited expectation and we're looking in the wrong places and we feel we have the potential, but we just can't seem to get it going, we need to change our circle of friends. But not only that, we need to have people who can challenge us, who can say, Michael, you have been here but you can you have been lying but you can stand you have been at the gate but you can go in and so we see that this man he was pulled up he didn't jump up just at the words in other words he he did not have his expectation that just by those words alone he could stand he heard the words but he was still seated he had, because he was in the position that he was in for many years it was when he was grabbed by the hand and pulled up that his strength came. And I think we all need those people around us that can pull us up by the hand and set us on a new path. So if someone's out there listening today and this is resonating with them, they feel stuck in the rut, they're waiting for that person to grab them by the hand so that they can walk through the gate, what steps should they start taking today to start the path? Absolutely. So that's such a good question. I, I think it, it, there are a number of stuff, some of which I have alluded to before, but I, I think one of the, the main first step is to create that vision. Because when you create that new vision, it starts something internally. I think writing out visions are very, very important. I think if there is a situation that you you dream of seeing yourself in, see if you can find pictures of We can find pictures of almost anything online these days. So if there is a situation that you see yourself in or you would like to be in a year from now, five years from now, start getting pictures of that and start posting it up in, in, in your home as a way of creating that, 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 that of raising your expectation. I think to, uh, we need to come out of our comfort zone. And when we come out of that comfort zone, it might mean we need to challenge ourselves to start making new friends. It might mean we might have to start doing things that are uncomfortable for us right now. But we need to challenge ourselves because standing for this man, I can guarantee you, was very, very uncomfortable. He never stood in his life. But when he was pulled up, he started standing. And I, I think uh, another very important part of this story that I would like to, to speak to before we, we wrap up this show for today is that the, the Bible tells us that he went into the temple with Peter and John. And he went in with them, praising God. So here we have this man that was stuck for his entire life. He's now entering the temple, entering new possibility, entering new vision, entering new success. And he's doing it with new company. And 
He's no longer that beggar that is looking down. He's leaping and he's praising God. And this, I think, speaks to us figuratively of what life can be like for us when we make those transitions, when we do these things that I, I have talked about today in this show. And, and so, Melissa, we have quickly come to the end of, of today's show. I know I have packed a lot into 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 this uh, first part of the series, Beyond Limits. This is the first part of the series, the, the story of the man by the gate, beautiful. Next week, we'll be looking at the second part of the series, Confronting Negative Self-Concept. And this is a story of the woman by the well. It's going to be another good show next week and so stay tuned for that but before we do so we'd like to remind you about our healing treat healing retreat that is coming up on the 9th of june the 9th to 11th of june and it's at and it's at lanark so thanks again michael for another great show and and hopefully some thought-provoking uh ideas for people listening today it was a pleasure melissa and i know i have probably spoke to some people out there today maybe you have listened to this show and you said yes i, I it's been me and i feel like i've been stuck and i feel like i need that hand to pull me up let me say that counseling can be one of those places where you get that help where you get that hand that can challenge you and that can pull you up and, 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 and get you to begin to start visualizing new things. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. We pray that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Thank you for listening.